Blog Talk Radio. Fontaine and Dr. Jean Cirillo. And we're here to answer all your questions on love, life, career, and whatever is on your mind. So give us a call at 646-381-4141. Tonight, Dr. Cirillo and I will be taking your calls all evening, so we want to hear from you. The switchboard is already lighting up, so give us a call at 646 381 4141. So, hello, hello. Hope you all had a very happy Independence Day. Does anybody have any stories or experiences that they want to share with us? Well, I uh for for the 4th of July, I actually spent it at uh at a supposed haunted house. Ooh. Ooh. So, a haunted we were all house. Playing what were you doing? Uh, we were playing with this app, this uh, this iPhone app it's, uh, called Ghost Radar. I believe Spud Pickles is the company that put it out, which is one of those random uh, word generators. I believe we talked yeah. about this before on the on Eye in the Future. And it was giving specific names for people holding them, like true names of people, not their nicknames that they're traditionally called. Mm-hmm. And different people holding the same phone were getting... Some pretty interesting readings. I didn't get any names, but I got some very weird words strung together, so I have them all. Really? But, but yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was pretty creepy. So we were running all array all around this three stone brown uh, three story brownstone, uh, talking to ghosts. <laughs> if you, if you well, that's a wonderful way to spend your Fourth of July. I'm envious. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, I'm sure they want to celebrate too. They, kids from the other side. They just can't eat too much barbecue. <laughs> well, that's true. And how is well, everybody... Well, they're nice to invite to the party, then. If they can't eat too much barbecue, they just kind of uh, stay in the background. They don't eat. They don't drink. Uh, yeah, but they don't bring know. anything either. It's kind of rude. I mean, at least bring some, like, ghostly potato salad, but eh, it's a bunch of jerks. They're the Aww. entertainment. <laughs> That's what they bring. They're the fun. I was going to exactly. say that they're the entertainment. Dinner and a show. It's great. So how are we all making out with all this heat here? I mean, up by me today it was about 100 degrees and very, very humid. This morning it wasn't that humid, but by afternoon it was brutal. They I think it was this. I think it was warmer, Frank. You said in the city it was, what, 105? Oh, yeah. I believe the index was 107 this afternoon. So, wow. I mean, that was that's, uh, the tires were melting to the streets practically. Yeah, I walked really about bad. 40 blocks in the city today, and that was my oh. exercise for the week. Oh, <laughs> oh God. I know. I, I know. walked this morning, and I was amazed. I went out, and I said, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it. And there was a breeze. It was pleasant. But by afternoon, it was really like an oven. Yeah, and I see joggers out there and people rollerblading and biking. I don't know how they do it. 
Yeah, I don't know how they do it either. I really, really don't. Especially, I mean, tonight, every time I'm going out to bring the dogs in and everything, it really is like an oven. Yeah. Uh, well, at least it's supposed to start cooling down slowly, but hopefully by the weekend it will be a little bit better. Hopefully, because after a few days of this, there's a lot of fights, murders, uh all sorts of crime, people going cuckoo, forget about the physical problems. The, the older people have the physical problems. The younger people often, uh, you see the crazy driving and everything, it, it affects you. It, it really affects your brain. I mean, does it really? I mean, is there a psychological, yeah. so it makes you more wired or more more um, irritable? More irritable. Irritable, yeah, I would think. Any Any shock to the body. Whether it's um, very cold, very hot, yeah, yeah. It's so just like it I, does to the dogs. That's what it does to people. Well, I would advise everybody not to get anywhere near me then by tomorrow morning, because who knows what kind of shape I'll be in. Oh. <laughs> and you know, a friend of mine um, doesn't have air conditioning. I don't know how she survives, but she doesn't have air conditioning. So I had just said to her yesterday, "Well, I keep my house so cold, and I have a big house." So I said, "Why don't you just come up here?" you know, at least at nighttime so she can get some sleep. And now um, I had to email her before and say, well, cancel that idea (laughs) for for today anyhow. But did anybody read about NASA's new mission? And when I say mission, I don't mean like a mission launch. I mean their agency's mission. Uh, I did not. Go go on. Well, well, um, there were some recent comments that I read um, online, and I believe it was on the paper, um, made by NASA's administrator, um, you know, and it just absolutely blew, blew me away. And this is what he said. He goes, when I, and it was Charles Bolden who was, ta- who was talking, became the NASA administrator, President Obama charged me with three things. Bolden said in an interview, um, one, he wanted me to re-inspire children to want to get into science and math. He wanted me to expand our international relationships. And third, and perhaps foremost, he wanted me to find a way to reach out to the Muslim world and engage much more dominantly Muslim nations to help them feel good about their historic contribution to science, math, and engineering. The website NASA Watch reported Bolden's interview comments a few days ago, but they seem to have hit the fan uh, in a larger scale on Monday. Um, my head is like spinning with this. What does this have to do about space exploration? Isn't that what NASA is supposed to do? Well, quite frankly, I mean, hearing that, it sounds to me like a justification uh, that our president is using to, to uh, about his monetary cuts, his budget cuts to NASA. I mean, back in May, uh, was this? Chris, Chris Scolese told the uh, Congressional Subcommittee that the agency planned to give like what, $100 million stimulus package money to these private companies that design and build and, and service their own rockets, uh, like the one we were talking about last week on the, the Invisible World. Do you remember how we've been joking about these, uh, how we don't use space shuttles anymore, we use the I Dream of Genie rockets to supply the International Space right. Station. It's ridiculous. Right. It seems like we've gone back to 1960. I mean, these spacecraft could put uh, astronauts in or- orbits while NASA finishes building, apparently, building these new space shuttle replacements. That was back in May. Um, there's this quote. Let me see if I can find this. Uh, William Watson. Uh, Our government space programs have become overburdened. Yeah, actually, this is from an article back in May. 
our government space programs become, have become overburdened with too many objectives and not enough cash. Cash uh, is the executive director of the Space Frontier Foundation. That's the like remember the same organization we were talking about last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and this seems like just uh, just a way to you know don't don't pay attention to the fact that we're doing this. I mean it's great that there's no government sanctioned uh, there's hurdles to jump through uh, for anyone who wants to go in space. You can go in your backyard and, and build a spaceship now, apparently, the same way that guy in Brooklyn bought that uh, fusion reactor. But, um, but it's, it, does, it does sound a little bit like a smokescreen to me when you read it like that. Mm. I, I was absolutely blown away by that. I, you know, it's kind of like us saying, you know, this radio show, the, the mission of this radio show is, you know, I mean, come up with something that's like a 180 from what we're doing here you know, is to um, enhance, you know, um, athletic, you know, um, endurance, you know, with uh, baseball players or something. I mean, see, to that's me, it's easy like... to disprove, though. What? That's, that is? That, oh. That's easy to disprove because all you have to do is listen to the radio show. All you have to do is go into Na- go to the NASA.gov and see what they're actually doing. I mean, this is, it's clearly a departure from the last several decades, right, of what NASA's traditionally uh, been programming. We had, like, a shuttle flight uh, per month, practically, mm. um, just two, three years, three years ago, right? I mean... Well, uh, it sounds like what Obama's saying is that, you know, people, people object to the fact that we're putting all that money into expanding our horizons into space, even if it's a, a wonderful future goal, when all these people are here on our planet... Uh, economically deprived, educationally deprived, you know, you know, that would be the argument against it. So now he's turning it back saying, well, we're going to encourage kids to want to be educated in math and science, and uh, that, that's bringing it back to the practical nature that people would understand. That, that, that would be, I guess, my reason, you know, behind but it. See, that what, part what I people like. have fought back. What people have fought back would say that pretty much the uh, the amount that ha- that has been cut is a drop in the bucket when compared to the resources where education would be pulled from, and that it it's it's almost like uh, saying oh but look but don't don't you aren't you against kicking babies? Of course everyone's against kicking babies. You wouldn't punch a puppy. No one wants to punch a puppy. That's not a justification for changing something that is for the betterment of mankind in the end. Because in the long run, who knows if we have to <laughs> turn tail and get the heck off this planet in the first place. <laughs> but I just, I just think that there's more to it. There's more. There's different trails uh, to follow monetarily than um, teaching some kids on the other side of the of the world, which is a very noble uh, concept, but seems to be the wrong tree that that puppy's barking up. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I don't feel that anything that they're doing is wrong, but it just seems so out of context for a space program to me. Well, it's out of context for for a president uh, to be sending text messages. You know, sometimes I'll look at my cell phone and there's a text from the president. So he's trying (laughs) to be a a man of the people. I didn't get that from the Bush family, did you? Yeah, you mean Obama sends you text messages? He sends them to everybody on the mobile phone. I don't get any. Are you sure you just accidentally delete them? I don't. Frank and Julie, do you get any text messages from Obama? 
No. <laughs> Maybe not I'm for me directly. Thank you for supporting such and such, and I'm not supporting anything, but it's a general uh, kind of message. I don't get it. I don't know. I don't know, Doctor Cirillo. I, I think you've got some in with the president or something. I, I that or they're know. watching Maybe her. Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> no. Look out your window. Are there any black sedans? Suburbans? Oh, All right. I see three of them out there. I don't mean I by me. Dr. I mean by G. By Dr. Cirillo's. I think Dr. Cirillo is being very modest when she's trying to convince all of us that we get these taxed or that other people get taxed. Right. Me now, wait a minute. I'm going to go around and ask everybody. It's <laughs> like a direct well. line right to the White House. Well, if that's the case, if that's the case, oh, uh, President Obama. Phone lines are open, so please call 646-381-4141 to speak with Dr. Cirillo and Lady Fontaine. They are here to answer all your questions. Call 646-381-4141 to get expert advice on all that troubles you. And remember, if you don't get on the air tonight, although if President Obama or any of his people call, I promise we'll get on the air. <laughs> well, but if we you don't get on the IP line. Yeah, exactly. If you don't get on the air tonight, please well, send us your questions. Well, all Dr. Cirillo has to do is send him a text, though. <laughs> I have a feeling that Frank's going to be using one of his many voices tonight <gasps> to be calling in as, as President Obama. <laughs> I knew he would. I wouldn't disappoint us. So I was <laughs> thinking that. We're on the psychic wavelength. Either that or we Frank. <laughs> well, if you don't get on the air tonight, please send us your question at mailbag at ladyfontaine.com. Lady Fontaine and Dr. Cirillo will be selecting a few questions each week to answer live on each show. And now it's time for our Sky McKenna Skywatch Report. Remember to visit Sky at her website at skymckenna.com for more details about her or to read the weekly report on her website. Hello everybody, this is Sky McKenna with my weekly Skywatch Energy Report. This is a review of the energies for the upcoming week, and if you miss any of this, you can re-listen each week in the archives on AchieveRadio.com, or you can go to my new website, SkyMcKenna.com, and click the link near the top of the page. You can also read the Energy Report on my new blog. There's a link at the top of my website for that, too. Also, my new book, Astrology in You 2010, is available on my website or on Amazon.com now. It's for the whole year and covers everything from astrology basics to major aspects, sign changes, world astrology, and there's a forecast for each sign for all of the upcoming Mercury retrograde periods and all of the eclipses. There are several. I'm told it's very useful, informative, and an easy read. And if you buy it from my website, I'll send you an autographed copy, a free birth chart, so you can follow along with the aspects if you'd like and learn more about astrology. And you'll also get free shipping if you buy it from my website. All the information is there on my website, skymckenna.com. So, we've got the wind in our backs. We're still holding on to our hats. Here's the week ahead in eight minutes or less, and this then is for the week beginning Sunday, July 4th, 2010. Well, we've managed to come through the lunar eclipse energy, though it might have been kind of a bumpy ride for some of us. But we also have a total solar eclipse coming up on July 11th at 19 degrees of Cancer. And since this solar eclipse new moon is in the sign of Cancer, it's a very powerful time for new beginnings and nurturing all things related to domestic matters and even healing. This is a time when we plant the seeds for what we plan to grow for the rest of the year. And Mercury will once again be sharing his energies with this eclipse as he did with the lunar eclipse, but this time in a very inspirational way. 
So this upcoming solar eclipse will be about bright new beginnings, especially in our thinking. Also, pay close attention to anyone who comes into your life during these 10 days between the two eclipses. These encounters will likely have quite an impact on your life, as you will have on theirs. Think karmic or faded relationships here. And for the week ahead of us, some days are pretty quiet, planetarily speaking, but overall, this is a week of very, very big energy shifts. First, Uranus will stop in the sky and begin his backward or retrograde movement, and he'll be retrograde until December. Mercury leaves receptive, sensitive Cancer and enters dramatic and outgoing Leo, and at the same time, Venus leaves fiery, dramatic Leo and enters cautious, careful, and practical Virgo. So this is a significantly active week, energetically speaking, but nothing we can't handle, and it can even open some doors to marvelous opportunities and new experiences for us, too. The biggest news of the week happens on Monday, July 5th, when Uranus turns stationary retrograde in mid-Pisces, and he won't turn direct until December 5th. So this energy will bring us brand spanking new awareness by the time we get to the fall and winter months. For best results, we should use this time to go within and tap into our intuition. We'll all be feeling an urge for freedom and or independence, though, and we should also expect surprises and the unexpected. Life can bring us sudden major shifts as well as unanticipated events and people. We may also be feeling a bit uneasy or anxious, especially since the lunar eclipse energy is still with us. But we will begin to see very clearly where we need to break free of old patterns in our lives, and we will. And for these few days, the energy around us may also feel a little more frenzied or chaotic. But on the other hand, we may also feel an air of anticipation and excitement. Go for the excitement. Either way, we'll all become extraordinarily aware that it's time to let go of anything old and stale in our lives, attitudes, beliefs, and or dusty old emotions that have been holding us back. And also, for those of us who are going through major Uranus aspects to our charts, we'll be feeling the biggest impact of the energy. But we should all be thinking outside the box now. And then, on Thursday, July 8th, Venus faces off with Neptune from late Leo to Aquarius. And at the same time, Mercury also forms an opportunity aspect with Saturn. It will help us get busy and get things done and put our nose to the grindstone. However, that Venus-Neptune aspect could cloud our perception, dealing with money or love, and we might come across some deception or some confusion in our lives, either from someone we love or even within ourselves. So we need to be sure to see others and ourselves without wearing those darn rose-colored glasses. We'll definitely want to be sure to take care of ourselves and our hearts today. Then on Friday, July 8th, Mercury changes signs and enters Leo for the next three weeks until July 27th. When Mercury swaggers through Leo, we'll be gifted with passionate communications, fiery creativity, and sizzling thoughts. We'll be thinking big, and we'll have the enthusiasm to express those thoughts and our feelings colorfully and dramatically if we want. We'll also want to have fun, and we'll probably be looking for excitement, which may not be far away. This will also be a time for us to enjoy games, sports, fun, and children, or maybe be like children again. Then on Friday, July 9th, Mercury will form a flowing trine aspect to Uranus, and we could find flashes of insights and wild new intuitions. We should be ready to be surprised and ready to see the unexpected, especially today. Sudden events might play a role in our lives today. This is the day to think outside the box and see fresh new possibilities and solutions and allow ourselves to be spontaneous. This would be a great day to put pen or keyboard to paper and write. Write anything. Now on Saturday, July 10th, Venus leaves dramatic Leo and enters careful, precise Virgo until August 6th. 
and we may find that we're feeling resourceful and efficient in pursuing our heart's desires. We may even be drawn to clean up our homes, ourselves, and or our emotions, and clean minds and healthy bodies will be very appealing to us now. We also may be inclined to keep those things of our heart a little more private, and we may find that we choose to be more discriminating in the affairs of our hearts and more subtle in the beauty in our lives. Now this week I want to talk about the energy of the Awakener Uranus and how it affects each sign as it changes direction. Uranus can produce sudden changes and awakenings, and while the effects can be exciting, they're not always stable, so we need to be prepared for surprises and do expect the unexpected, especially for the next week or so. And actually, this isn't just for the week. This energy will be with us till next December when Uranus returns to direct motion. And as always, this will apply to your sun sign and rising ascendant sign if you know it. Aries, Uranus is in your first house of self. So you may find yourself surprising people now and even yourself. And you'll have an especially strong urge to break free from any stagnant boundaries. So proceed with as much caution as you're able to. Taurus, Uranus is traveling through your 12th house. So things that have been hidden may burst suddenly into your life. You may also have wild flashes of intuition and a connection with other planes of reality, so be ready for that. Gemini, Uranus is moving through your 11th house, and you may find that your hopes and dreams take a strange new twist. Your circle of friends could also get very interesting or very exciting. Cancer, Uranus is in your 10th house of career, so don't be surprised if you decide to start or begin thinking about a new career that you find especially exciting or maybe even go into business for yourself, possibly using computers or technology in some way. Leo, Uranus is moving through your ninth house, and you may find sudden opportunities for travel or exciting educational possibilities just come to you out of the blue, and you'll want to stretch and grow your life in very unusual ways now. Virgo, Uranus is moving through your eighth house of other people's money or resources, so you may receive an unexpected windfall through someone else or find yourself planning to share in some new way. Libra, Uranus is in your seventh house of partnerships and may bring someone to you who is independent and or unusual in some way. Then that's okay because you'll be wanting excitement in partners now. You may also find yourself wanting to make a sudden break with relationships that may have gone stale. Scorpio, Uranus is moving through your sixth house of work, service, and daily routines, so you can expect some changes in your environment and or employment. And you may want to be your own boss and find some surprising ways to do just that. Sagittarius, Uranus is in your fifth house of love and love affairs, so you may attract someone highly unusual and or independent into your life. You can also reach genius in your creative endeavors and not even know where it came from. Capricorn, Uranus is moving through your fourth house of home, so you may find some surprising or exciting developments around your home or family, or you may decide to do something entirely different in your domestic situation. Aquarius, Uranus is moving through your third house of communication, and you may find you have a lot of unusual ideas now. You may also find that it's hard to find people who speak your language, but be open for surprising communication and allow those new ways of thinking to emerge. Pisces, Uranus is in your second house of finances, and you may have sudden or unexpected changes in the way money comes to you now. Be original, unafraid, and think outside the box. You could have some real surprises. Well, that's a wrap for this week's edition of the Skywatch Energy Report. And remember, if you miss any of this, you can re-listen each week in the archives or visit my website, skymckenna.com and the link is right there at the top of the page and you'll also find a link to my new blog if you'd like to read the energy report and remember the animals still need your help you can feed a homeless animal with just the click of the mouse 
It's absolutely, positively, no questions asked free. In 2009, your clicks equaled 92 million bowls of food for homeless animals. So just go to theanimalrescuesite.com and click on the purple button that says, click here, it's free. Well, that's about it for this week. And remember, you never lose by loving. You always lose by holding back. So till next time, take good care. God bless and namaste. Well, we're headed towards uh, the solar eclipse in less than a week, so this should be an interesting astrological configuration. And as Sky says, it represents new beginnings, so full speed ahead. Uh, Did you guys notice that Sky said um, something about people who come into our lives during this period, the period between the lunar eclipse that we had about a week ago and the solar eclipse, which is going to happen on July 11th? Um, that these are karmic and important relationships. So hmm, I, I have to be alert to any of the new people who enter into my life, and I can't help but think maybe this air conditioning guy will be important in some way. <laughs> who knows? <laughs> but anyhow, be sure to contact Sky at our website at skymckenna.com for more information and um, also to listen to um, her weekly Skywatch report. You can uh, either listen to it directly from her website, or she also has it actually written out for those who maybe don't have a media player or, you know, can't listen to um, uh, any audios on their computer. So check out her website, skymckenna.com. And also don't forget to uh, contact Lady Fontaine for a reading or some coaching. That's at ladyfontaine.com. And also, don't forget to mark your calendars for August 20th, where you can see Lady Fontaine in person at the Invisible World Live on stage. Join Lady Fontaine and myself and a few of our former guests as we review videos and audio clips of the purportedly unexplained. You don't want to miss it. Again, check the tanknyc.org for details. And now, without further ado, it's time for the mailbag question of the day. Ladies, you ready? Yes, I am. You ready, Dr. Cirillo? Oh, yeah. They're always so interesting. I can't wait. I know. Let's hear. All right. Put on your listening pants. we got a couple of them this week. Dear Lady Fontaine and Dr. Cirillo, I've been dating a very special man for three and a half years, but only on weekends. I've told him that I love him, but he just says he adores me. What does that mean? He makes no attempt to see me during the week. I want more. He's very kind, and I know that he he does truly care for me. Am I wasting my time, or will things change for the better? We've both been married, not to each other, and divorced. I'm not looking for marriage right now, but I would like to move in with him and see where this goes. Help. What should I do? This is signed Weekend Lover, and I want to point out that after help, there was an exclamation point. So Weekend Lover needs your help. Well, 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 I well, think well. she's lucky, but that's just me, that she has somebody to spend the weekends with who's not around uh, uh, in my hair <laughs> during the week, but uh, a lot of women would disagree with me. Right. And well, it's, 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 I think a lot of women would agree. <laughs> well, she's not, okay. though. She, she's wanting more than this. And my gut feeling is this... For for right now, I feel this is kind of like the best it's going to get with them. Um, I really do believe that he does adore her, but I don't feel any um, sort of like ambition or desire in him 
for more than what he has. I feel his energy, and she didn't give us his name, so I would be able to, you know, um, probably pick up more if I had his first name. But um, I, uh, to me, it feels like he's, you know, as happy as can be. And I just feel he's cruising along, enjoying himself and happy with the relationship. And I don't feel that he is that um, aware that she wants more. What do you See, think, Doctor? Well, I'm, I'm sorry, that was going to be my question to you, uh, Lady oh. Fontaine. If he's saying, I adore you, or I fancy you, or, or whatever it is that he's saying, uh, is that a conscious thing? Because when someone says, I love you, they, it's, that's the, the L-bomb. You're, you're taught that at a, at a young age. You don't say that unless you mean it. Right. So if he's, per, if he's not saying it, is, wouldn't he be hyper-aware of that? Yeah. Um, Oh, okay. Well, then there's your answer. No, no. Yeah, Julie says that we have the answer. Um, But I would tend to agree with that. I think men and women are both very aware if they're saying, I love those three words. Yeah, that's like the ultimate commitment. And, uh, you know, once he says that, it's almost like saying, let's get married or let's move in together. And I think he senses that she wants more, and, and he's, not because anything is wrong with her. I think he senses there's something limiting about him, that that for whatever reason, either right now or he was always that way, he's got to have his space, and that's what he needs to get away during the week. Well, I definitely agree with that. I mean, I and, and it's funny because for me, and I hear everything that everyone's saying here about that he's aware of it, um, that she wants more, but in his energy, he just feels like, you know, what, like what's the epitome of, of you know, a guy just being in a relationship, being so happy, cruising along, being happy, and sort of being oblivious to anything else. That's the way he's coming through to me, that, you know, he's, you know, she says he loves, uh, she loves him. He's just oozing with the fact that, you know, he adores her and everything. I just feel he's oblivious, and he, but he hasn't, I don't feel he's got any intention of moving this at this point, to to um, any other level, for for weekend lover, I just don't feel it. So I I wish them both luck. I I hope it works out in the long run. And he may be in a different place emotionally six months or a year down the road. I mean, they've been together for three and a half years. So you know, what's another year or so? I mean, because it is a good relationship. They're both happy. Well, we have one more letter here. Do you, would you like to have another letter, or do you want to take call? Yeah, no, we're okay for one more letter, and then we'll go to callers. All right. This one's just full of names, so... Oh, okay. That's good for me. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Dear Lady Fontaine and Dr. Cirillo, I was married for over 22 years. We have two lovely kids, 17 and 20. The family is wonderful, and I am so grateful for my kids and the family life we had. We have had... However, my husband has always been a control freak. Imagine the most controlling person in the world, and times that by a million, and that is my husband, Philip, on a good day. I had to be subservient and do what he wanted me to do, otherwise he'd make my life miserable. But there were good points. He is successful, so we had a gorgeous home on seven acres, and there was nothing I ever wanted for except love and appreciation. Anyhow, to teach me a lesson, he decided to divorce me, and he told me that he would make me beg him to get back together, and there would be no guarantees that he'd take me back. 
To make a long story short, somewhere along the way, I shifted into gear and fought him through a divorce and got half of everything. <laughs> he never thought I'd do that. I had worked for close to 25 years, so Philip thought, without a doubt, I'd come crawling back. Sorry, I, I read that wrong. I hadn't worked for close to 25 years, so he thought that I would come crawling back. What was, was that, that, that she had? Wait, Frank, she had worked she or had, had worked? Hadn't. Had not had, worked. Had not. Okay, got it, got it. I was an editor before we got married, and although most of my contacts were long gone, I managed to land a job as an assistant editor with a fashion magazine, and within 18 months, I was promoted to editor. Anyhow, it's been almost three years since we were divorced. I thought I was ready to move on. Now I think about him all the time. My oldest son recently got married. Just being together as a family with Philip and my kids brought back all the good times we shared. Philip has really been nice lately. Do you think he and I can get back together? Susan, in South Carolina. Oh, don't, don't. I'll, I'll kill her. I mean, <laughs> she'd be killing herself. What she's God done now is I, I had to jump in there. I mean, if, if this is true, if it's even partially true, just the fact that he thought she'd come crawling back and she proved herself by getting half of everything, don't fall back into his clutches. God forbid if you ever got sick or something happened and you became really dependent. Uh, this is this sounds like a really evil or very emotionally disturbed and uh, hurt inside type of person, but you can't help him. You know, he's he has all the makings of a psych psychopath, sociopath, whatever it is. I, I would stay far away. Thank God she got away and did so well. Well, I agree with that. And there was something very interesting that grabbed me because um, she made some sort of comment. Uh, you know, she explained how controlling he was and, you know, how she had to act with him. But somewhere along the way she said, oh, but we were happy, you know, and it was a good marriage or whatever. And I feel that was just her codependency talking, you know, at that point. I, you know, she she was so beaten down, I believe, emotionally that she didn't see any other perspective of things. I feel what's going on is he misses not having somebody to control and to dominate so he's being nicer towards her and trying to lure her back into the relationship. And I feel once they get back in, it's going to be just like what they had before. I feel oh, this what? guy sort of makes a sport out of, um, you know, controlling her and having, you know, his, his way with her in a way. You know, she's lucky. I mean, sometimes somebody like this is, has the potential to be very bad after you divorce them. And, and I mean, these are the kind that... I don't like to say it, and I don't think he has this potential. I think a lot of him is bluster, which is shown by him backing down when she does stand up to him. But, you know, the best that would happen is it would be a constant struggle, a constant bullying game. As she became stronger, as women tend to do once they pass middle age, their testosterone level goes up, she's not going to feel as happy and comfortable and secure once she's had a taste of freedom. So, you know, the the only thing I can think of with this guy is that he was testing her. He was hoping that uh, she would want him back. And she's wanting him back now because she's projected it into fantasy. Sometimes that happens when a person's there, you're hit in the face with everything. When a person isn't physically present, you can project that Carl Jungian fantasy of, of an ideal lover 
on to the person, and he's like a wonderful good daddy that takes care of her. So long as she does everything he says, and that right. might be appropriate or almost appropriate for a three-year-old, but certainly not for somebody who's who, who's already established as an adult. No, this guy's poisoned for her. He'll probably find a woman a lot younger and have another couple of kids so he can dominate and keep this woman dependent. And if and when that happens, don't feel you lost a good thing. Feel sorry for that new person, no matter how happy uh she seems to appear at the moment. Be glad you got rid of him. That's the best thing. It's a godsend. And it's a sign that deep down inside she has uh, health and she must have come from a pretty good supportive family herself that she was able to break free. I've seen people like this that for for life they're harassed. It's like a ghost that's haunting them, only it's scary because the ghost is alive. No, good points. I, I mean, there's nothing more I could add to that. Um, you said it all, Ooh. Dr. Cirillo. You were great. <laughs> well, these were great questions. Thank you, Weekend Lover and Susan. Remember, please send us your question at mailbag at ladyfontaine.com. Lady Fontaine and Dr. Cirillo will be selecting a few questions each week to answer live on each show. And now we have callers. So great. We should start taking them. Yeah, um, and just our number again is uh, 646-381-4141. So who is our first caller for tonight? Our first caller is Sandy, and she's calling about new income opportunities soon. She's interviewing and uh, and unemployed at this time, but wants to know about her employment future. Okay, Sandy. Hi. Hi, how are you? Hi, thank you. Good, good. So you're interviewing right now and you're looking for work? Yeah, well, I I freelance and, and I have no income now coming in at all. And so I've been talking to different companies. I interviewed twice already with one company. And then this morning I was talking with a different company. I'm in a position to take multiple um, jobs. And I, I'm just uh, wondering if you see anything coming in um, <laughs> I do, and I'm just scanning your energy to see if I can give you any particular specifics. Because it, it almost feels to me like, you know, once one door opens, it's going to be almost like an avalanche for you because I don't see an extended dry period from this point, from the, from, um, the time that I'm looking at it today. I don't, moving forward, I'm kind of feeling... What I kind of want to say is in, within the next couple of weeks, two to three weeks, I feel one, one of the either the opportunities that you're um, discussing with people right now or even the potential of a new opportunity to enter into your life that I feel has the potential of um, bringing more than what you anticipate, sort of like you get the one opportunity and a whole slew of new opportunities open up for you. Um, one of the ones that you're negotiating with or talking to right now has a very strong feel to me that it is going to um, connect and work out for you. Uh, could you give us any, like, first names of anybody that you're working with or anything that you feel comfortable sharing? Because if I have something to really hold on to, I could tell you which one it is. Well, the one company that I interviewed twice with now, um, the last interview was Friday of last week. And um, they, uh, the individual, her name was Monica, who was kind of taking 
uh, kind of the manager of the office. So I don't know. And I, I look at that one as a um, paying the groceries, stepping stone kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, and first name on the other one that you've spoken to or a contact person? Um, this morning was John. Oh, that one comes through with potential, too. Um, you know, honestly, Sandy, both of these seem to me that they have potential. They really, really do. The one that I'm feeling that's going to open additional doors for you doesn't feel to me that it's either one of these. So it, it does feel to me that a third opportunity is going to um, sort of enter into your life, I would say, within the next you know, week. or It's very, very close. Um, and that's the one that I feel is, is going to be an avalanche. Once you sort of land that one, it's like one after the other after the other. There's just going to be a whole slew of opportunities coming forward from, from that opportunity. So my, to really answer your question, I would say in the next few weeks, you're going to be employed and you're going to be, what I kind of want to say, overwhelmed with um, how to even split up your time to accommodate all the work that you have. It feels good to me. Oh, great. Do you see this one, the one that I interviewed twice, the one that was Monica? Mm -hmm. Do you see that coming in anytime soon? Um, it does feel to me um, very, very strongly that that one is going to come through also within, within the next couple of weeks, if even that long. It, it kind of feels to me either there's going to be um, still one more interview or a phone interview or some discussion Still, and then you're going to actually get the offer, or however you guys work on a contract. You work on a contract basis. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so uh, to me, it feels like with you know going through signing contracts and everything, it could be two or three weeks until you're working. But I feel um, I want to say within the next you know three to five days, you should have a very clear um, picture from them or the offer from them. So that one does feel like that one's coming through. But again. Neither one of the opportunities you told me about are the one that I'm so picking up that's going to be, you know, start this avalanche of opportunity for you. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're that's very good. welcome. Who is our next caller? All right, Lady Fontaine. Next we have Anna wants to know if she and David will reconcile. They Hi, have Anna. not talked in a week. Hello. Hi, Anna. Yes. Hi, so you guys haven't talked in how long? It's been a week. In a week. What happened? You had a fight? It wasn't so much a fight. I, I pulled away a little bit, um, but I, I thought it was in my best interest. But, I, you know, I do miss him, but I, I'm i kind of looking, you know, for him to kind of step up a little bit and reconcile. And that's How long were you seeing each other? It's been three months. Has it been and a steady three months, though? Because to me it feels very choppy. Towards the end it was choppy. In the beginning it was, we were together all the time. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like every day if you're saying we haven't spoken in a week, we didn't really have a fight, but it, usually you have some contact every day. Mm-hmm. And well, you pulled away because you thought it was in your best interest. Why? He was... um. Towards the, like you were saying, towards the end, he was acting a little flighty and not fulfilling. You know, I guess not nurturing the the relationship like he he used to. So it just kind of raised a red flag for me. So you, you didn't want to push and push and clutch. You you moved away a little bit. 
because right. he's, he's, or he wasn't. Sounds like a good move, but you know, you you still want things to to work out. Yes. Well, from my perspective, from a psychic perspective, I don't feel that you guys have fully run your course, but it's not. And and I kind I, I'm going to be honest with you, it's not. It's not like some some energies and some connections just illuminate, and it's like I'm going, ooh, la, la, you know, this is like, you know, a definite. This one's coming through with neither one of you are ready to really walk away from this, but that that um, that more distant feel that you've seen in his energy in recent weeks is sort of what he's showing me. Um, I feel there's a lot of different things going on in him right now. One one feels to be totally external to you, um, almost feels like there's some family stuff going on with him. Is that true? Yes. Um, and, and I feel in some way that's just sort of, you know, it, it has him thrown off kilter. It just has his priorities shifted somewhat. Um, and that's creating some level, a very high level of stress or a very decent amount of stress or anxiety in him. So I feel some of the pullback that you're seeing with him is is based on that. But overall, it just kind of feels like, um, I don't know, as if he doesn't have that same focus that he had at the beginning of the relationship. And the unfortunate part of it is, is that even though I feel you guys are still going to talk and give this another shot, I'm still seeing that that sort of like weaker energy around him and not that same, um, you know, uh, focus on making you number one or making the relationship number one. So my gut feeling is, yes, you're going to reconcile or, or at least talk about this, but it just isn't ringing true to me that it's going to be like back to the way it was when you guys first met. So my gut feeling is you have some challenges ahead of you. Um, at this point, you know, it, 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 I'm not seeing that you guys are definitely going in separate directions or I'm not seeing that you're definitely going to um, work this out and be okay. So when, when I see it that way, I'm going to be honest with you, you can sort of write your own future here. Um, it has some potential, but the potential is coming through, um, you know, lower that you guys are really going to be successful at, at making this work. Dr. Cirillo, what do you think? Yeah, you know, it seems like he he sounds a little immature when you said he became flighty. You know, you are more uh, ready to take responsibility. If you say you're going to be somewhere, you're there. If uh, you say you want a relationship going with a certain person, you still feel the same way in a couple of weeks. He seems like he's going back and forth, so like he's really asking for space, and maybe he needs space and he needs room to... uh, Sort out his own mind, and maybe in a, two or three years, things will uh, he'll become a little more serious, a little more like you. Yeah, that's what happened. Um, he he um, he pursued me in the beginning the whole time, and I always I always kept stayed back. But and then this behavior started, so it made me you know a little cautious. But um, so do you, I mean? Do you see us talking soon? Or I I don't want to call him, so I don't, don't know. Don't. Yeah, don't call him. I do feel he's going to reach out to you, I would say, within the next week. Um, Mm -hmm. But, again, he's not showing me that that same, you know, focus and drive that he had at the beginning of your relationship. So you're doing absolutely the right, you know, the right thing, because if you really, you know, allowed it to just continue the way it was, my gut feeling is um, it would, you know, just continue to go downhill. 
So you're really honoring and respecting yourself by pulling away and putting the onus on him to step up to the plate. When he does, you know, step forward, see if what he's bringing to the table sounds and feels right for you. If it does, then, you know, give it another shot. If it doesn't, then don't sell yourself short here. Okay. All right? Thank you. Thank All right, you good luck much. to you. you. Okay. Good night. Good night. Okay, who is our next caller? We have David, and David wants to know, uh, I don't know, it's a relationship question. We'll have David ask Okay, you. David? Here we go. David? Yeah, hi. Hi, how are you? Hi. I'm fine. All right, you want to tell us what's going on? Yeah, I wanted to know if me and my ex were ever going to get back together. Or okay. uh, a co-worker I'm with, just a relationship uh, general, a question in general. All right, so you is it the the ex or is it you just want a general reading here? Yeah, uh, relationship-wise, like do you see me and my ex getting back together or in a co-worker or somebody new? All right, what is, is, the, is the co-worker the ex or is a co-worker a different person? Co-worker is a different person. Okay, so your ex, how, when you, how long have you and your ex been ex from each other? Since about April. Oh, and what okay. is that person's first name, your ex? Whitney. Whitney. Um, to be honest, David, I'm, I'm feeling you guys are, have pretty close to run your course here. Um, so my gut feeling is for the immediate future, you guys are not going to reconnect. Um, it feels to me that you guys kind of went on and off for a while. Is that true? Have you had on and off times before? Um, I wouldn't call it so much on and off. It was, you know, uh, I don't know the best way to say it. Uh, like our personality, not really personalities clash, but, you know, we both in school and, you know, stuff like that was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because it kind of just shows itself to me as, you know, having some warm feelings towards each other. I mean, even though, like you said, the energies clash somewhat, I still feel there's there's a warmth. There's a, you know, a, a caring between the two of you, but I just don't feel that you guys are going to give this another shot. Um, when I look forward in your energy, I do feel a very strong potential. I'm just trying to to get a date and a, a description to give you. Um, I kind of want to say October of this year. Um, I do feel somebody new is going to be entering into your life. Um, I'm seeing dancing, so my gut feeling is either she's a dancer or dancing is very, very important in her life. Um, she's, you know, coming through with a very, very sparkling personality, so I feel she's outgoing. I feel she's um, she feels very, very grounded, too. Um, I'm picking up, um, and names are not my forte by any means. Um, I'm, I was starting to pick a name up, but it, it didn't, it, I'm not getting it. It kind of looked, it kind of felt something like Shana or, or something of that nature. So, um, you know, it could be a first name, could be a last name. It could somehow be associated with her. Um, my gut feeling is when you meet this woman, 
um, suddenly, you know, your ex and all the other relationships you had are just not going to measure up at all. This new person, I feel, is going to be aligned with your energy, and I feel the outcome is going to be is going to have a lot of potential for you guys to have a lot of fun and a really quality relationship. So you're going to be meeting her, I would say, sometime in the fall. Oh, wow. Thanks. You're very welcome. Thank you. Yeah, have right. a good evening. You too. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. Who is our next caller? Next up we have Lisa. Lisa wants to know if her husband, Brian, is going to come back. He's been gone for eight months, and should she be concerned? Lisa, are you on the air? Hi, Lisa. Hello. Hi. So you want to tell us a little bit about what's going on? You've been married. Um, your husband left for eight months. Right. He kind of checked out on life, it seems. So I'm just wondering if he's going to ever, um, you know, check back in and become a family man again or... And also, I'm concerned about anything that he might be doing that he's not telling me. Anything that he might be doing? You mean with another woman? That or anything in general. Where is he living now? Uh, he is living with his mother. Okay, so you have ongoing contact. Would you Would you know? Is, is he working? Is, does he seem to be going out with people? Is Is he suffering emotionally, depression, or, or something? I do feel heaviness in his energy, so I would definitely say he's going through some sort of depression. Um, yes, he so, does have yeah, depression okay. problems. Yeah, I mean, and I he's working, that. and I don't think he goes out, but I really don't know what he does. And he does have some form of contact with me daily. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, from a psychic perspective, I don't feel he's yet over the hurdle of the situation that he's in. It kind of feels to me um, life got too too heavy for him in a way. You know, it's sort of like responsibilities, pressure. Um, you know, even what I almost want to say, the word that's coming to me, and I'm not, I'm telling you what I'm feeling in his energy. I'm not saying that this truly happened, but it's almost like, um, he was seeing your desire for him to do things almost as a nagging, and and I feel that was the big pullback for him. Yeah. It's almost like he just needed to get away from it. Um, I, 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 you know, right now the way his energy feels, I feel he's going to be many, many more months. It could be four or five, six months or even longer before he's in a place where um, he would even be a value in a relationship. Um, it just feels to me it's going to be a long climb for him. Uh, you know, I, I don't feel either one of you are talking about, you know, ending the marriage or, or divorce, and if you are, it doesn't feel to me that there's any action behind it. Um, but to me, it doesn't feel like you're talking about divorce. Is that true? Uh, he throws it up when I, when like you said, when I nag. <laughs> right, and he, he sees that then. nagging as, as, as the big issue here. He just does. Um, and I feel he's just throwing that out as words, you know. I don't feel there's any action behind it. Um, you know, it's not coming through to me that yet that he's going to take those steps back towards you, but I'm not seeing him move that any further away either. I feel he's got to deal with this depression first um, before he's is even he going to be help? able to see anything. Uh, I'm sorry to interrupt, but is he getting any help? Does he acknowledge that he has emotional problems? 
He does, but you know, it changes all the time. Sometimes he'll say he doesn't, he'll deny it, then he says he does. He says he's going to get okay, help, but is he, then he is, never is does. He, going, uh, he never does. Okay, so he's resistant, because I, I really think before he can go on with himself, you know, he can't be right for you unless he's right for himself. Right. And, you know, he's got to get that together before there's any potential for the relationship. Do you have kids? Yes. You do? Okay, so that's... Yeah. The, it, you, you have kids together. Yes. Okay, so I mean that's something that should be holding the two of you together that, that you would want to save it if you could, but uh, I think the first step is he's got to get help, and maybe if he won't go, you should say, well, look, I have a problem. You know, I'm not, I don't want to stay like this forever unless you do, and then you go, and then it's kind of like, you know, it's not just his problem. It's not just him who's depressed. Uh, but other than that, you know, it could stay this way forever. Would would that make you happy? Would you mind, let's say, if for the next ten years, if he, I assume he's supporting the kids, or between the two of you, you're you're managing. You know, if you just kind of stayed this way, and it doesn't sound like either one of you really wants to get involved with anybody else. So that's 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 a possible solution. No, I, I mean, don't think I want to feel like this forever. Right, but. right. And I don't feel, I, I don't necessarily that. feel that, that that, I mean, I agree with a million percent with what Dr. Cirillo said about he's not going to be able to be different in a relationship until he gets some help. And the downside of it is, even if he stepped forward right now, you guys will go back to all the problems, you know, where he, he sees it yeah. as nagging, he can't deal with the pressures. Um, so the man needs help, no matter how you look at it. And this is one of those things where, depending on what what he chooses to do, if he chooses not to get any help, um, the downside is I, it's going to be hard, if not impossible, for you guys to um, sort of reestablish a healthy relationship. And then I feel it will kind of linger where it is right now, which is neither of you taking that, that giant leap to file for divorce, but neither of you really striving towards getting back together. If he chooses to get help, to me it has potential. But th I, I feel that's the first step. He's got to get some help because he really, you said it from the minute you called, you said he's checked out, and he truly has. He's checked out on on life right now. He really, really has, and he needs to check back in before he's going to be able to be functional. Do you feel with this energy that he might take steps to getting help? Right now, I don't feel it. I just don't. It's sort of well, like... That, that's kind of why I suggested that she go first. It's like nobody wants to be what, what we call in psychology the identified patient. So sometimes, if it, like if a child doesn't want to go, they say, I'm not crazy. The parent could say, well, look, the family has issues. Let's all go. You could do that. I mean, it wouldn't hurt you to do that. Maybe he needs to meet with a counselor on his own, but it, it, this could get him started. Now, if it doesn't and you want to go alone and you go alone a couple of times and he doesn't come, then you have to figure that he's going to function at or about this level for the rest of your relationship and decide what you want to do from there if you want to stay together or, or move toward uh, changing things. But I think that's the best chance to get him to go, possibly, if you made the move. Because right. if he's too depressed okay. to, to function, he's too depressed to uh, maybe seek the help that he needs. So are you suggesting... Was he too depressed? Go ahead. I'm go sorry. Ahead. Was, he, was he too depressed to do to be unfaithful or anything like that? No, I, I don't feel it's about yeah, any other woman. 
No, I don't feel about any other woman. He's yeah, he is too depressed. It's sort of like that's the furthest thing from his mind right now. You know, he's checked out from everything right now. He's not running to the arms of another woman. He's dealing with you know really needing some some space and some freedom. It almost feels like, and not having the burden and the responsibilities that he had before. Any idea of uh, what he what might be feeling about me? Anything bad or good or anything? Um, I think he feels as much love as he can feel, but that he, he also, right now, he's got to get his own head together. That's why I'm saying the best thing for you is to make the move and uh, suggest to him that, that he come along with you. And then if he doesn't, you know, you can go yourself and decide how you want to deal with this as an outsider. Well, I think that that's great advice, and I do definitely agree with that. So good luck, and let us know what happens. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Okay. Um, who is our next caller? Next we have Maria. And Maria, this is great because we have a lot of people calling with specifics and names. Yay. And she's wondering about a relationship with either Chris or someone new. Okay, Maria. Hi. Hi, Hi Maria. That's my middle name, so I like Maria's. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's All good. right. So you're asking about Chris or someone else. Well, I'm wondering if uh, there is any potential in the future that I will date or uh, get to know this this person that I'm interested in. His name is Chris. And if not, then uh, if you could just let me know about the next relationship I'll be in. All right. I'm I'm going to jump to the next relationship you're going to be in, and then I'm going to look at Chris's energy only because this new relationship is jumping out at me big time. So let me let me focus my attention on that for a minute. Um, it still feels to me it's a little bit in the future. It's coming through right now um, that you're going to meet somebody, what I kind of want to say, the latter part of this year. So right now I'm going to say um, late November through any time in December. Um, it, I, I, and, and let me tell you, he's an attorney, and... I do feel you're going to meet him through somebody. Um, you know, I, I, I'm not sure. I'm sort of scanning the energy to see. I'm not. I'm being honest. I'm not sure if it's a friend or a business associate or whatever that's actually going to introduce you. And it doesn't feel to me that this is a setup. It feels to me that maybe you're out having dinner or hanging out with somebody, and you know, you you happen to hook up with um, you know some friends of theirs, and he happens to be one of the friends. Um, just feels to me that, you know, it's going to be kind of like, um, you know, what I want to say, very magical. You know, you guys are going to start talking. It's going to be sort of like that feeling when you meet somebody and you feel like you've known them your whole life. Um, so this guy's out there. I definitely feel you're going to meet him before the end of this year, and it comes through as a very, very strong potential um, for this to end up being, you know, some sort of long-term committed relationship. Feels like a fun guy, feels like a very, very together guy, and it also feels to me somebody who, you know, really knows how to treat a woman and really knows how to appreciate a woman, and I do feel him very much appreciating you. Um, as far as Chris goes, I'm going to be honest, he's coming in very, very, um, very, very, the energy's coming in very, very weak. Um, generally, when that happens, when I'm doing a romantic reading, it generally means that um, he's sort of on a different path and going in a different direction. What I kind of feel um, between the two of you, though, is friendship. 
So is this somebody that you're friends with right now? No, this is someone who I know of, and I know um, another. I'm an acquaintance of another member of his family, mm. so I know who he is. He probably knows who I am, but I don't know why. But just a, a couple of months ago, he popped into my head, and it just I had to look him up. And I, I just it's weird. I've never had an experience like that before, where I just someone I, I kind of know about, I randomly think about, and then I just. It's almost like he's come to my mind and there's no reason mm-hmm. for it. Although I do know people who know him. Right, okay. And that that person. explains why he wasn't coming through so strong because it's hard for me to even find him in your energy. It really, really is. Um, I, I don't have an answer for you as far as why he popped into your head. It just could be that he popped into your head, you know, and I don't, I don't believe anything just happens randomly. I believe that, you know, things happen for a reason. So I can't give you an explanation what that reason is. Um, most likely what's going to happen is that you are going to have the opportunity to hook up with him at some point. I mean, he's not an attorney, is he? No. Um, no. And does he have, because um, the physical description that I'm seeing of the guy that I feel is going to, that you're going to meet towards the end of this year um, is sort of like a, a light or medium brown hair, um, sort of clean cut, and I would say maybe, you know, five foot, Ten, five foot nine, five foot eleven, something like that, medium build, and I'm seeing him in a business suit. Um, does that fit the physical description of Chris? Everything is just probably more of a darker brown. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I perhaps you know the, but again, he so feels that he's an attorney. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say that the person that I'm feeling um, that you're gonna be hooking up with in December, November, December, is not Chris. But when I look for Chris in your energy, it's like so hard for me to even find him. So if there ends up being a tie-in and it turns out to be Chris, could be. But right now, I'm not feeling that um, you're gonna be dating Chris. Um, you know, in the immediate future, anyhow. Okay, so it might just be more of a friendship thing. Um, that's truly how it was coming through, more like friendship. But like I said, he's so distant in your energy that, you know, even friendship may be far in the future. It's just not coming through real real prominent in your energy at all. Is that because we don't know each other or, you know, other than through acquaintances, or is it just because it's it's just not him? Um well, it just doesn't feel to me that it, you guys are destined to be in a romance. Okay. Okay? All right. Well, good luck to you. And let us Thank know if the, the guy that you meet in December turns out to be him. Oh, I definitely will. Or the okay. attorney. Okay. okay. All right. Good luck. Bye-bye. All right. Um, who is our next caller? Our next caller is Mira. Mira wants to know if an upcoming trip with Earl will have a romantic outcome. Hi, Mira. Uh, with, with Earl? Earl. Yeah, Mira Earl. Earl. Okay, got it. Mira? Yes. Hi, how are you? I'm doing well. All right. Um, so do you want to talk to me a little bit so I could tune in a little bit stronger on him? His energy also is coming through very, very weak. So just talk to me a little bit about the trip. Or Dr. Cirillo, do you have any questions for her? Uh, not at this point. His name is Earl. Uh, what is what does he do? What's what's going on at this point? Oh, we've been friends for a long time. There seems to be 
a little bit of chemistry going. Not quite sure yet if it's going to go beyond friendship. You'd like it to go beyond friendship. And usually when you want that, the other person senses it. How does he respond if, you know, if you ask him to do something that's a little more of a date type thing? Have you tried that yet? Yeah, we have. um, Many of our friends seem to think we're dating, um, which is interesting. We do a lot of things together, and we are taking this trip um, in two weeks. We're doing a charity event together. It'll be over five. You're going to stay overnight? Yes. Yeah, five nights. Well, that's, uh, you know, usually either a deal maker or a deal breaker as to whether or not anything happens on that trip, I would think, if it's going to be five uh, overnights. Well, that's why I'm kind of wondering if there's something going to happen. All right. Well, let me tell you psychically what I'm picking up with him. And I, I have to say that, I like the connection between the two of you. There's something very complex about his energy. Um, is he a very complex person? He can be, yes. Yeah, and I mean, I've known him many, many years. So, mm. um, I want to say that there's, um, I don't know, a flirtiness, um, kind of like a mutual flirtiness in the energy between the two of you, but it's, it's behind a wall. It's sort of like you both stay at a very, very safe distance with it. Um, you know, when you talk about your friends thinking that you're dating, I just feel that's because you guys are together. It kind of feels to me you really it, – it's almost like, you know, uh, beyond the best friend. You know, it's like you guys really connect well, and you really – it feels to me as if you could talk to him about anything, things that – you know, normally you'd be talking to your best, you know, female friend about or something. Right. It, it's it's sort of like, you know, you've got that very, very strong foundation of friendship with him. Um, yeah. You know, I, I'm kind of feeling it's going to stay at this safe, flirty kind of um, scenario rather than actually diving into something more. But what I actually think... Um, you guys are going to end up doing on this trip is talking about potentials of taking this to the next step. But I feel him keeping a very, very safe, um, you know, just a safe distance from mm-hmm. from diving in. I just feel him sort of hiding behind walls and keeping it very, very safe. But yet there's that light, flirty feeling between the two of you. But my gut feeling is this particular trip is not going to take it to the next level, but I do feel you, for almost like the first time, you guys are really going to be entertaining possibilities of getting more serious, but I, I just don't feel it's going to happen in any time in the near future. I, I see him hiding behind walls big time. It, he just is. Um, okay. it, it, you know, it's not like I feel that he's romantically involved with anybody else or that he's pursuing other women or anything of that nature. I just feel he's sort of shut down in that way do you do, is he do you know that to be a fact i know that he's not dating anyone he talks about wanting to get into a long-term relationship and so on but he's not actively dating anyone at this point mm, i know mm. yeah i could feel that well um, if he doesn't make any moves or respond to any moves that you make uh on this trip or maybe soon afterwards then what you should really do is look look for ways to get on with your life you know he's a friend he's an acquaintance but uh i would then start dating somebody else because if the two of you get a reputation for being an item that might be just what he wants to be dating somebody without really being involved you know he's afraid of commitment whatever it is even if he wants a relationship 
So don't you be that person. Get on with what you want to do with meeting somebody else. And then if it sure. works out, it works out. You know, give this your best shot, but I wouldn't wait around forever. Yeah, and I have been dating, and he but, knows that courage is it. But at the same time, like I said, we spend a lot of time together, and there's something there. I'm just kind of looking for a little guidance, I guess. So. Yeah, I mean, there is something there. I mean, there's a lot of playfulness. There's a good friendship. There's a lot of fun that you guys have. I feel a genuine caring between the two of you. But I just see, see him at such a safe distance from you. Um, where he, you know, even though there's some playfulness and stuff like that, he just isn't showing me that he's ready to jump into it. But my gut feeling is, like I said, I do feel you guys are going to dialogue about it in some way, shape, or form. So maybe after, um, you know, your your meetings or whatever you're going to be doing on this trip, um, you know, you guys will be having dinner and somehow have some dialogue on it. Okay. All right. Well, let us know how it goes. Well, do. Thank you. All right. You take care. Thank you. Great time. Okay. Who is our next caller? Our next caller is Sharon. She relocated and the job was filled, so she wants to know when she'll be finding work. Okay. Sharon. Hello. Hi, Hi so Sharon. You, so you relocated um, and you thought you had a job, but it's yeah, filled? Yeah, actually... Yeah, actually I had two, and by the time I got up here, the first one was filled, and um, the second one has kept me hanging for about 10 days, and I'm getting frustrated, and I'm looking for other things. What made you think that you had either one of these jobs? Um, Because the man emailed on the first one and said, as soon as you get in town, um, I, re- I reviewed your resume, as soon as you get in town, please contact me. I would like to talk with you in person. And then the second one said, um, we need to do two phone interviews. We did two phone interviews. He says, I need a third interview, and it has to be in person. It has to be within a week. So I came up here. I have the third interview, and now it's been it's been over a week. Okay, you know, so, so you didn't permanently relocate, did you? you? You came into town for what sounds to me like two interviews that were interested in you, but there was nothing promised in either one. Um, correct, and but I did relocate because yeah, this is where I wanted like to be. Yeah. And you want to be yeah. there anyway. Okay, okay, all right. That's a little yeah. bit different. Yeah, okay. And you uh, want to know if that's a good place to be and if there's potential for work in, in your new home. Yeah, I love it here. I absolutely love it, and I'm so glad that these jobs were like the catalyst to get me up here and make the move. But I think there's something better for me. I just don't know what it is yet. Um, let me let me say this: the second opportunity that you mentioned, that where you um, is there is there a person's first name that you could give us that you either interviewed with or met with? Yes, his name is Brad. Brad. Because what I'm actually feeling there is a lot of interest, but um, almost like his hands are tied. It almost kind of feels to me, and I'm not saying that they lost the budget, but that there's some either paperwork or delays within the company right now that are prohibiting them from actually making an offer to you. But I still see that door very, very much open for you. Um, but it does feel to me it's still going to drag, and it could drag, you know, weeks or longer. Um, Have they told you anything about that, that there's – and I don't know that it's a a budget cut as much as just delays it's showing itself to me as. 
Yes, you're correct because I emailed them Friday and said, "Look, I need a decision from you. You, you, you know, you had me come up here urgently, and I flew up here to do this, and and I need a, you know, decision from you within 48 hours, or I, I'm going to start looking for something else." Wrote back and says, "Well, we're waiting for the background check to be completed." Well, it's been a week, and it does not take that long for a background check. I also right. have a background in security enforcement, and I know it doesn't take that long. Right. So um, he wrote me today and said that they wrote to the background, checked people, and asked them what the holdup was. And he says, I can't do anything right now. It's it's all paperwork. Yeah, that's exactly right. what it feels to me. That it's and it might paperwork. not be on your part either. Maybe he's just kind of using that as an excuse. The, back, the background is okay, isn't it? I mean, there's nothing that yes. would uh, – okay, so if there's nothing that would disqualify you, maybe like uh, – Lady Fontaine said his hands are tied and and there's nothing available now and he senses you want something right away, which makes sense because you have to pay the bills, but he can't really offer it for a little while anyway. Right, and the other thing is he didn't tell me in these these three or four email conversations and phone interviews that we had, he did not indicate to me that this job was only till September, so that kind of turns me off as well. So I think I should really pursue something else that's going to be full-time more steady right oh, yeah. I, I agree with that so looking forward in your energy let me say this though if this does come through even though it's just until september take it because it'll it'll at least give you income coming in um but because my gut feeling is um i'm just scanning to see where i see an opportunity opening up for you all right um I'm going to say right now, it, it kind of feels to me mid-September, um, kind of feels to me it's a little bit different kind of opportunity for you. Um, there's just something different about it. Either the industry is going to be different than what you're used to working in or the kind of work that you do is going to be slightly different in some way, shape, or form because it's just resonating in a very, very different um, kind of perspective than, than what you're used to. Um, but mm-hmm. it's coming through, you know, as as loaded with opportunities. So what is it that you actually do? Are, are you still in the security field? Um, no, I was doing that part-time. I was <laughs> That position was given to me for catching criminals at the condo complex I lived at. And mm. it turned into a year profession, like a part-time profession. And I don't do that, you know, full-time. This is something totally unrelated, but it's just part of my background. Okay, what um, do you do? Um, I'm a public speaker, and I work trade shows and things like that, so I was looking to get more in, into environmental activism. Oh, okay, so and that would be a new area for you? Yes. Okay, then that's definitely going to come through mid-September for you because that's what it feels like to me, a new, you know, what you usually do, but a different, you know, like I said before, a different um, industry or something like that, and doors are open for you um, from mid-September forward. So that's why I say if this job, even though it's a temporary job for you, if it does come up and if money is an issue for you, you know, enjoy it. You know, t- take it, you know, get a paycheck, even though it's shorter term, um, mm-hmm. because mid-September this other door is going to open up for you. And it feels to me that even within this new job opportunity, um, it there's there's a lot of potential in that so whatever you would uh you know like you said you're a motivational speaker or um you're a speaker 
it kind of feels to me new avenues are going to open up within this new um, industry for you. So it feels good, very, very good, and it's not that far off. Oh, good. I have another interview tomorrow, and I'm hoping that I get that one because I'm just so frustrated with these other people right now that I don't want to deal with them. Mm. Yeah, it sounds like an interesting field that uh, your ultimate career goal is. And I feel you're going to be successful. I do feel you're going to be very successful with it. Wonderful. Thank you. You're very, very welcome. All right. Do we have any other callers? Yes. Let's take another call before we have to stop. Okay. Um, Let's see. We have – sorry, my my switchboard just went a little nuts. Okay. We have Jean – and Jean has been unattached for four months and is wanting some information about her relationships. All right, Jean. Hi, Jean. Hi. Another J person. That's evening. our favorite. We have all J's here. Julie, <laughs> uh, Jill, Jean, uh, Jack. Uh, Frank is the, odd, the oddity. <laughs> He's a guy. He's the only boy. <laughs> so, so Jean, tell us what's going on. You've been unattached for four months. Yes, uh, I just had a broke up with my my boyfriend, and mm-hmm. recently I've just come in the point already that I'm good and ready to move on and just forget the past and then start all over again. Good. So, yeah, because the past one is still traumatic to me, so I've been dealing already with all of the pain, and then now I'm getting out of the shells and moving on. Good, good. You allowed yourself the time to grieve so you don't take it out right away as a lot of people do on the next person. Yes, it's true. No, that's good, because I do feel it's been, um, it feels to me years, it feels to me to be a very long time that it's been, um, very trying for you with with the past relationship. Is that true? I mean, it feels yes. long. It doesn't feel like it was just like two months or anything like that. Um, look, looking forward for you, Jean. Let's see what we pick up. All right. Um, just out of curiosity, the person who you're moving away from right now, what is his first name? Robert. All right, because um, I, I still feel, does he know that you want totally out? Because I kind of feel he's not fully done. Well, uh, the thing is, after the after to last April, I thought, okay, can I tell you something a little bit? Okay, yeah. I found, okay, first of all, he doesn't tell to me something, and I caught him that he's been cheating me. Mm-hmm. Okay, after two months, he came back to me and asked for the forgiveness because he's telling me that the gr- that he hit by a karma. The girl that he is with is right now, he found out that he's also cheating him. Mm. So now it's kind of like come back to me, but I just say, no, we're just going to be friends. Right, I'm you're, better off, you're better off yeah. doing that, but I still feel he's, he feels he's, you know, he's not done yet. So I do feel... He's going to try to get you back still in a romantic relationship. Um, I just wanted you to be aware of that, so this way you prepare for that. You know, if, you, uh-huh. if you're sticking to your guns and you want to move forward, um, just be prepared that when he steps forward, you know, just let him know that you're not interested. Yeah. All because right. I feel like he will going to do it again. You're right. You know? I do, too. Yeah. He yeah. wants to have his cake and eat it, too. 
<laughs> yeah. I, I really feel that. But all right, when I look forward in your energy, um, all right, I'm stuck on one thing that I'm going to mention to you. But this the, ne- the this person that I'm going to mention to you certainly feels to me to be casual. And generally, when I do readings like this, I don't stop at casual people. But for some reason, this one just feels like it's an important casual person. I do feel sometime it's still going to be a couple months down the road, and I'm going to say sometime before the end of this year, you're going to meet okay. somebody. Um, it feels to me that he's an extremely fun person. Um, I'm seeing clowns in front of me, so I'm not sure how that's going to tie in. I don't know if he likes clowns. I don't know um, if he's as funny as a clown. I'm not sure what to do with it. But he's, okay. he's, a, he's a very, very fun person. Do you happen to like clowns? <laughs> no. I okay. just no. All right, I did. I don't know what to do with it. That's why I, I'm kind of asking you. But the, this person that's going to come in be, between now and the end of the year feels casual to me. But okay. somehow clowns are going to be involved. He's a fun person. Somehow he's going to end up being very important in your life. But it's not the person that I feel you're going to have this wonderful, you know, uh, dynamic relationship with. That person okay. feels to me to be quite a bit in the future. Um, Kind of feels to me right now, I'm going to say, um, middle to the end of the summer of 2011. Um, I do feel you're going to meet somebody. It feels to me it's going to be slow going at the beginning. It also feels to me that it's going to almost be like a friendship at the beginning. You know, you know I'm, I'm going to take that back. It, it almost feels to me as if it's somehow going to be a business um, hookup in a way. Um, that grows into a friendship that ultimately grows into a very robust relationship for you. So um, he's the person that I feel is going to be coming in um, probably about a year down the road that really rings true to with potential for you in a you know long-term committed relationship or whatever you guys really want to do so he's a Uh bit in the future in the meantime between now and the end of the year you're going to meet this fun guy that you know you could have fun with and you know enjoy getting to know but it feels to me that it's going to be casual like friends what was that so it's kind of like a friendship relationship only the the first guy feels to me that it's a friendship it's it's just this clown guy or whatever it is this fun guy feels to me that that's it's going to be fun it's going to be casual it could be a little bit more than friendship, but it doesn't feel to me that it's, you know, it's going to be that soulmate kind of connection or a long-term committed relationship kind of thing. This second guy that I feel is coming in about a year down the road, he's ringing so true to be a really, um, it, it, this could be quote-unquote the one for you. Um, it just feels to me it's got endless potential for you. Um, that one, again, somehow it feels to me it's going to be a business connection that leads to you know, a, a friendship. It feels to me you guys are going to start talking and confiding in one another. It's going to lead to a friendship, which then is going to lead to wherever you guys want to take it. It feels to me the potential of being, you know, a very long-term committed relationship for you. Okay, that makes it. I mean, that's that's good for me to start a new. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. keep us posted. Let us know how it all goes. I will. All right. Good luck well, to you. Thank you. Oh, You're very welcome. You. And have a good night. You too. Don't forget to visit Lady Fontaine's website at ladyfontaine.com to learn more about her or to schedule a private reading or life coaching session. 
Lady Fontaine is an internationally known psychic and life coach. You can also follow Lady Fontaine on Twitter, Facebook, and NING for her latest announcements. Also, please take a moment to make Eye on the Future a favorite here on Blog Talk Radio and send us a friend request to get special offers from Lady Fontaine. Please visit our show page on Blog Talk Radio for details on all of our co-hosts along with their contact information. Be sure to send your questions to mailbag at ladyfontaine.com to have your questions answered live on the air by Lady Fontaine and Dr. Cirillo. Julie? Yeah, sorry, I think I was muted for a second. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, so we had some great callers tonight. This was great. Yeah, no, we really, really did. And I, I thank all those, you know, wonderful people for calling in. They were fabulous questions. Um, and specifically, and using the word specifically, it's great that people are calling in with such specific questions and, and using names because, as we know, you really uh, you use names right. to uh, hone in on their energy. So right. that's just so, a reminder to everyone that the specific questions really work as do the names. Yeah, and we had some great, great calls and some great questions, and we had a lot of names today. So that always helps me because for the short period of time I have to really zoom in on someone's energy, um, having a first name always helps. Right. So I do want to thank all of our listeners and callers for inviting us into your homes tonight. We love hearing from you, and it's our pleasure to help guide you along life's journey. Thank you also to my co-hosts, Dr. Jean Cirillo, Frank Tadero, and Julie Zellman. Special thanks to Rachel Look, who did a great job screening calls and helping us with the switchboard. Thank you. Many blessings to each of you, and I am in gratitude to all of you. Have a wonderful week, and remember to honor yourself, and you'll automatically draw in countless experiences that honor you. Paranormal enthusiasts, remember to tune in to Frank Tadero's the Invisible World, either call 718-508-9285 or check out the show page here on Blog Talk Radio for The Invisible World. And don't forget to visit us on Friday, August 20th, live in New York City at the Tank Theater. Good night, everyone. Hope to see you back here next week. And remember to reclaim you. We are always here to honor and support you and provide the guidance to help you aspire to all your dreams. Good night, all.